Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. Today is a crazy episode because we are starting with the division breakdowns. This is actually my favorite time of the year. I love talking about the NFL. As you can tell by uh, the several episodes that we just have completely ignored the NBA, but we have been talking about the NBA lately. So now we got to go back to football. We'll talk yep. about the offseason later, but we got to talk about some AFC West divisional uh, action today. So Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm super excited to talk about this again. Um, AFC West is what we started with last year too, so we'll probably be following similar format to last year. But these episodes were just so fun to do. You know, just predicting each team's outcome, uh, just kind of get, going into these teams with a deep dive and just kind of talking about the NFL again. Training camp's going to be coming up this at the end of the month, uh, and then before you know it, the preseason is in early August. So we're very much vastly approaching the NFL season, which is crazy to say. It feels like the Ch- the Chiefs and the Eagles just played the Super Bowl like yesterday, and I had a bunch of money on the Eagles, and they ended up losing. Like, it really feels like that was yesterday. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to get into this, though. We're going to be talking about the Chiefs later on in this episode, but let's get it started. I'm, I'm super excited to talk about this division again. All right, so we're going to work our way up. We're going to go from the Raiders, who have the least amount of wins for the over-under, according yep. to Vegas, to the Char- uh, the Chiefs that have the most. So, yep. Brandon, I want to hear your thoughts on the Raiders. Their over-under is actually pretty high. It's seven and a half, which was very shocking, to be honest. Um, I think we're both going to have the under on this, but I'll give you the floor and let's hear your thoughts on it. Sure. Um. Yeah, I have the under on this one. Um. Right off the bat, I'll just say it. I have them at five wins right now, five and twelve. Look for the for the Raiders. They had you know Derek Carr last season, obviously a longtime Raider. Ended up releasing him. He goes to the Saints. Now their quarterback is set to be Jimmy Garoppolo, but even that's a question mark right now with his in, his health. That's been a question if he's even going to be ready for Week One. Uh, Jared Stidham, he walked. He ended up going to the Broncos, which we'll be talking about them next, but. Aiden O'Connell, they drafted him in this draft. I suspect that we're going to see him, I think, at some point this season. I'm just not really high on the Raiders, man. They're a team, look, they have some good players. Obviously, Devontae Adams is there. He's regarded, I would say he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, if not the best still. Uh, You know, Josh Jacobs had an incredible season last year where he ran, he led the NFL in rushing yards. And then Max Crosby, you can pencil him in as one of the best defensive players in the league. Obviously, he's still there. So the Raiders have some good star power. But I just don't think I see this team really surpassing their win, their projected win total. Last year, it was they were a 6-11 team. I kind of think that they're a worse team now. Darren Waller, them getting rid of uh, trading him to the Giants, I thought was kind of a head-scratching move. Obviously, there was the whole saga with Darren Waller's when and being leaked by Josh McDaniels. Like, it's just a weird, weird uh, situation there. And uh, I just, the Raiders look like their fans are going to expect them to win a lot of games. I just don't see it. I don't see the vision with them. Again, they have some good players, but, you know, the quarterback situation is kind of a question mark right now. I could see them potentially, like Devontae Adams, I don't really know if he's super happy with his situation right now. Like, I could see the Raiders trading him at some point during the season. Like, I think if the Raiders really start off poor, he's going to be a name that I think we could see end up getting moves before the trade deadline. That would be an absolute shocker, but 
it could definitely happen. I just I just don't see it with the Raiders. They're just not not that great of a team. They have some good players, but I just don't think they're deep enough. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is the quarterback situation. And I don't really know if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, even if, even when he is healthy, I just don't see it with him. Like he's won some big games. I just don't think he's quite at the level of quarterback as maybe some people think he is like, I think with him, you know, being in that Kyle Shanahan system really helped him out. I know he's familiar with the Patriots and with Josh McDaniel's system, but I just don't see it with them. And uh, yeah, I just don't think the Raiders are going to be that great of a team. Five wins. So last year they were at six, they were six and 11. Um, I think they're going to lose one more game. And I definitely think Josh McDaniels at some point is going to get fired during the season. I think they're going to move on from him pretty quick. Yeah, I think a big thing about the Raiders is that there's a lot of players. Their best players are actually the least happy right now being on that team. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, right? Great example. He's made comments in the past saying that he's not really happy with the situation, but it's like, like what can I do? I'm making like $30 million a year to be mm-hmm. the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. I kind of have to deal with this situation. Josh Jacobs, he isn't happy to be there. He wants to be somewhere else. He wants to at least get a chance to be paid. And we all know that the running back market is actually very – uh, it's dwindling, definitely. I mean, running backs get pretty much one good contract in their career, and that's kind of what they have to live off of the re- the rest of their life. If they want to just, uh, you know, not really f- worry about things for the rest of their life, they just want to have that one contract. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for running backs, it's gotten harder. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott's still out there. Uh, Kareem Hunt, D- uh, Dalvin Cook even. So with that being mm-hmm. said, like Josh Jacobs, I mean, if he's a bad season, like he's probably not going to get signed next year till till August or maybe even September. Maybe he doesn't get signed. That's, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities with that. So I can understand his frustration with the Raiders and the organization. They literally, I mean, with Devontae Adams, like they got rid of one of his best friends in Derek Carr, treated him terribly. I mean, benching him for Jared Stidham in week 14, 15, whenever that was, I don't think that was the right move. But the the thing about the Raiders is that they're bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, who, look, like, he's not a bad quarterback. He's a very average quarterback. He's been able to win games for some weird reason whenever he starts. I'll admit that. But he's also been able to have a very good defense with the 49ers. And there's injury concerns. Almost every single year that he's been on the 49ers, he's gotten hurt at some point. He's gone down, and that's left him with a big hole. And I think that's going to happen, unfortunately, this year with the Raiders. They already don't know how long he's going to be playing. They don't even know if he's going to be ready to start the season. Aiden O'Connell is definitely going to be starting at some point. And uh, I think he might actually be decent. I don't think he might that be that uh, that bad. I think he may be all right. But a big concern I have for the Raiders is definitely their, their secondary. So mm-hmm. last year, the Raiders allowed an atrocious 25 touchdowns, and they only forced six interceptions the entire season. That's garbage. What did they do to combat that? I mean, really not all that much. If you look at what they did in their best signings and and their losses and all that, I mean, they signed Marcus Epps, who's a safety. Other than that, they really did nothing to combat that deficit that they had in the draft. They didn't. I mean, they did draft a few cornerbacks, uh, or I should say defensive backs. They drafted um, Ja'Korian Bennett in the fourth round. I don't know how you feel about him. I'm not really too familiar with him, to be honest. Um, and then they drafted a guy from Georgia, which, which I mean, like Georgia guys are always pretty safe bets. I'm not going to hate on that one. But the thing is, is like they didn't do anything to really bolster their weaknesses. And that's an issue. And I like their first round draft pick. I actually don't hate Tyree Wilson at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to put up 14 sacks and 27 and a half ta- uh, tackles for losses over the past two seasons, which I think is pretty huge 
putting him and pairing him with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, I think is going to be fun to watch. I don't think they're going to be giving up very many defensive or uh, defensive um, rushing touchdowns, but I think they're going to be giving up a lot of touchdowns through the air. And unfortunately, they're not going to have a lot of interceptions. Josh Jacobs, he may sit out. There's a decent possibility he may sit out. And just the the offense isn't good enough. As you mentioned, they got rid of their number one tight end in um, Darren Waller. And they replaced him basically with Michael Meyer, the tight end from Notre Dame. And uh, I, I don't hate him necessarily. I think he's actually a very good player. Looking at his stats, 138 receptions, 1,649 yards, 16 touchdowns over the past two seasons. Like, that's amazing. But it's going to take time for him to maybe develop and catch on in the NFL. So with that being said, I, I definitely do not see them going the over. Yeah, he makes some great points. Um, yeah, I I kind of liked the Raiders draft. Like, I liked Tyree Wilson. He's kind of this freak athlete with his wingspan. Is I, I think I read that his wingspan was, like, close to Giannis onto the Kumpo's wingspan. Like, he's got, like, ridiculously long arms, some of the longest arms we've seen in the in NFL history, honestly. Um so his upside is is there. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make year one, but like having teachers like Max Crosby and Chandler Jones who can, you know, maybe teach him the ropes a little bit and kind of show him, you know, make him a little bit more refined in that area and kind of uh, expand his pass rush tools and uh, abilities, I think could be really good. And then Michael Mayer, like you mentioned too, I really liked him kind of coming out of Notre Dame. He was my tight end one in the class and they ended up taking him in round two. Uh, I think he's a very safe option. And I think, you know, obviously rookie tight ends aren't aren't the type to really produce out of the gate, but I do think we'll see a little bit of flash with Michael Mayer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. But yeah, I'm just not just not really high on the Raiders. You mentioned their defense. Their defense was really bad last season. They were 31st in defensive DVOA. Um in the past defensive pass DVOA, they were 23rd in run defensive rush DVOA. They were 31st overall too in, in defensive DVOA. So they were a really bad defense uh, to put it lightly. And I don't think it's going to necessarily improve um, that much. And then, you know, obviously, you know, again, like I said, Tyree Wilson was a great pick, but again, I don't know how much of an impact he'll make year one, but, and then losing like, I know Derek Carr wasn't necessarily great last season. He was fine, but like losing that type of player who was just the heart, like really was the heart and soul of this team. And, you know, someone who just embodied the Raider culture, I think could honestly take a little bit of a hit to the locker room. I could maybe see that. I think Derek Carr, you know, he has his flaws obviously in his game, but you can't really dispute the fact that he really did care about that team and, you know, obviously he's someone who, um, you know, I think he's just super emotional about the game and he was a great leader. And I, I don't think you can dispute that, but I just don't see it with the Raiders They're They got, again, like I said, Josh Jacobs is great. He proved it last year that he was well-deserving um, of a new contract. He, again, Delonte Adams is still there. I don't know when, if he'll get moves, but I could see that potentially being the case, especially if he's unhappy. Max Crosby is still there. Chandler Jones is still there. Some good players. Colton Miller, he's a solid left tackle for them. But I just, I just don't think I, uh, I see this team doing really well. You know, when you have questions at the quarterback position, and when your defense is as bad as they are, as they were last season too, and they really didn't do too much to improve that side of the ball, I just don't think that's a good recipe for success. So, I'm kind of out on the Raiders, and I definitely feel like that. 
they're going to go under, and I have them winning five games. Yeah, I've been winning five. All right, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to say five. Yeah, I I just think they're just, I don't know, the seven and a half felt a little bit high. They would have to win eight games, and I just don't think that's going to happen with their situation. Yeah, definitely, especially with the uncertainty around Josh Jacobs and whether he forces a way out of there and they get little value back for him. So we'll see what happens with that as well. Yeah. And I like Jacoby Myers. I'm kind of uh, intrigued to see how he does does as well with the Raiders. Someone I wanted the Patriots to bring back, but curious to see how he ends up uh, doing with the Raiders. Um, It's kind of like the second option on that team. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby Myers, like he's, he's good. But he's not, like, elite. You know, there's that thing. Like, he'll have a really good game. He'll catch, like, 10, 11 balls, and then the next game he'll go, like, one one reception for 12 yards, you know. So he's very up and down. Like, the Raiders do have some good wide receivers. I'll give them some credit for that. Like, obviously, Devonta Adams, who we mentioned. Um, Hunter Renfro came back, right? Uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro's still there. Hunter Renfro's still there. He, he caught 100 passes a few seasons ago. Jacoby yeah. Myers. They do have some wide receivers that are intriguing, and maybe they'll make life a little bit easier for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like the only way I could see them hitting the over on seven point five is if uh, Meyer from Notre Dame he has a great season, Devonte Adams has an amazing season, and Jimmy Garoppolo stays relatively healthy the the whole season. Josh Jacobs finds his way back there, and uh, somehow some way that that terrible cornerback room and the the defensive back room ends up somehow improving miraculously that's the only way i could see them hitting the over yeah and then honestly for me like nate hobbs was a name that earlier in the season ended up playing pretty well but i believe he got injured at one point during the season i know he was on the ir for a while um i don't know if that kind of i don't know how he played when he came back but he was someone early on um at the cornerback position for them that was playing really well so Maybe he ends up kind of replicating that success. I I think the path path for the Raiders to go over that win total, though, is I think you're right. I think Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be efficient. Obviously, he needs to be healthy from the get-go. I think Josh Jacobs needs to kind of replicate what he did last season in some form or fashion. Devontae Adams has got to be happy. He's got to, you know, he's got to put up 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns again. Um and then honestly, I feel like Max Crosby is really going to need to have like a defensive player of the year type of season, which I think it's definitely in the range of outcomes for him. I mean, he's a fantastic player and it seems like that he's getting better every single season, but you know, it's, he's just not on a really good team. And you know, it's, it, they, they, I think they, have, they really lack a lot of talent um, outside of those like main guys that we mentioned um, in like Crosby and Adams and Jacobs. And Colton Miller, maybe, if you want to throw him in there. He's a solid tackle. Yeah, definitely. So, with that being said, I guess we're going to move on, go to the Broncos. Now, the Broncos last year, their entire season was summarized by their defense holding them in the games mm-hmm. and their offense not doing enough. The Broncos actually had a better defense in terms of points allowed per game than the Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs. They gave up, I believe, 21.1 points per game, where the Chiefs allowed about 21.7 points per game. So they had a defense that was actually decent, but their offense was just horrific last year. They had the fifth least rushing touchdowns in the NFL last year. And again, their defense was good enough to win, but their offense was putrid. So that's really what it comes down to. Obviously, Sean Payton is their their head coach now. And I think with Javante Williams coming back, 
I think that's going to make a huge difference for this team. He's going to come back healthy, hopefully week one, maybe not. Maybe it's week two or week three or a little bit more drawn out. But them bringing in Pirine from the Bengals, I think is a huge difference. I mean, if you, if you don't know, like he does have the NCAA record for most most uh, rushing yards in a game. So uh, that's yeah, a little I think fun I learned fact. that from a rough in the basket reel. Sheep that part. is a rough in the basket reel. Follow us on Instagram and also on YouTube and now on threads, I guess. I don't even know what this app is. It's kind of weird, but follow us on that anyways. But yeah, so like, like I said, the Broncos are doing pretty well. I think this offseason they did pretty well addressing some holes. Uh, being able to bring in Sean Payton is huge. I want to hear your take on the Broncos because I feel like Russell Wilson actually has the tools there to bounce back this year and have a solid year. I'm not saying he's going to be the Russell Wilson of old, but if he can just get 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, I think the Broncos are going to be, I'm not going to say making the playoffs, but they're going to be in it week 17 and they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot week 17. Yeah. I mean, I think my opinion with the Broncos is this, like, I don't think they can get as worse as they did last season offensively. They just were, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett's fault, whether it was Russell Wilson's fault, they were just super dysfunctional from the top to bottom, I think. And, um, you know, it just, it just never really worked out in that sense. And Russell Wilson just looked, I don't know if it was just the timing with him was off. He was just missing guys like left and right. It felt like, it felt like that he, there were so many times last season, Noah, like where, I felt like that if you watched the games, like there was a receiver, like putting their hands up being like, I'm open, I'm open. Right. And Russell Wilson would just either just look at him and not throw the ball or just kind of miss them and kind of force a ball into tight coverage. And we saw that plenty of times. And I don't know if that's just, if it's Russell Wilson's fault, if it was the play call in, if it was the scheme, it just didn't work out. But I think with Sean Payton coming in, I think that's going to be a huge difference and, you know, even Russell Wilson towards the end of last season, I thought was starting to kind of put it together a little bit. I remember he had like a pretty good game against the Chiefs. And then I think he played really well against the Chargers as well towards the end of the season. Like, I just remember he played better than what he was doing towards the beginning of the season and midway through the season. So I think there is room for this team to turn things around, especially like last year. I think they won like five games. I don't think they're going to be as that that bad. You know, I, I just don't see them being as worse as five wins on the season. Um, I think I believe I have them at eight wins. I think that's pretty fair. I could see a scenario where they win maybe 10 games if things really, really go into fall into place. But their defense obviously was great last season, especially their secondary. Their secondary was, was seventh in past DVOA. Their rush defense wasn't as great. They were 20th. So that's something to kind of watch and see how they improve on that end. The Broncos also were a team in this offseason that really spent a lot of money. I don't know if their investments were that great, though, because they played, they paid Mike McGlinchey a ridiculous contract that I just don't think that he's going to live up to it. Like, I know they needed offensive line help. I know Russell Wilson was like the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last season. But, you know, they really overpaid for that guy, in my opinion. If he can put up an all-pro type of season, I think the money is then warranted. But they really paid him. I know they brought in Ben Powers as well. Uh, I believe he came from the Titans. So they they really, you know, kind of made an emphasis to improve the offensive line. 
They still got Jerry Judy there who, you know, we're waiting on that big season from him that could possibly happen now um, with Sean Payton coming aboard. Cortland Sutton, you know, he's another good receiver. Tim Patrick, I think that's a, this is a name that not a lot of people were talking about. He tore his ACL, if you remember, uh, I think before the season started. And he's someone who I think has really kind of flashed throughout his career. Like I could see Tim Patrick having a pretty good season next year. Like, I, I feel like that that could be a guy that we could see end up playing pretty well. Greg Dolchik as well, the, the rookie tight end from last season who kind of flashed. Like, he was the leading receiver for the Broncos in, in a plethora of games. Like, he's someone, again, I feel like that could kind of put himself on the map. You mentioned Javante Williams. We'll see what his status is when he comes back. And then Samaji Piran is as good as a backup there is in the NFL. Like, he filled in for Joe Mixon really well last season for the Bengals and you kind of showed that he belongs in the league and he can be a good rotational back and a good backup running back for, you know, if a starter were to get injured and kind of fill in and play really well. So it should be interesting. And, uh, you know, I think Denver, they, they have the recipe. They definitely have the head coach. Now I know Sean Payton had took, took a year off and went to TV for a while with Fox, but I could definitely see a scenario where he, um, he comes in and, you know, he kind of really starts to turn things around and Russell Wilson looks kind of like the Russell Wilson that we've been accustomed to in Seattle. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, the Broncos are going to be better next season. Like, there's no doubt about it. They cannot get worse than 5-12. and They'll be a much, much more better team, uh, a much more well-coached team, and they'll just be a better team overall. But I don't think that they're quite on the level – of a team that I could see winning double digit games. I think eight wins is solid for them because, you know, there is still the concern of Russell Wilson may have fallen off. It could be a scenario where, where we could see Jared Stidham come in and play some meaningful football. If Russell Wilson were to get injured or if Russell Wilson really did fall off the cliff. Um, so not really, it's not really set in stone that he's going to like completely turn things around. I'm willing to bet that he probably does for the most part, but, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not super high on the Broncos, but I think they they're going to be much better than they were last season. I just don't think you can get as worse as five wins and just being one of the worst offenses in the league and just being a really bad team overall. Yeah, like you mentioned, so many options that they have on offense. Like obviously Greg Dolchich. Um, hope I'm saying his name right. Court Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, they drafted Marvin Mims in the second round. Yeah. They have these guys that they're they're giving the opportunity to to you know catch passes from Russell Wilson. And I think it really comes down to Russell Wilson because the defensive backs last season gave up 20 touchdowns and 15 interceptions they were able to force, which is actually pretty good. And like I said, they were like middle of the pack in terms of giving up points per game. So they weren't bad on defense. And if they were just able to see Russell Wilson throw for maybe like 25 touchdowns last year, they would have been hovering around 500 and not been the mess that they were all season. So I think with that being said, if Russell Wilson can get over 25 touchdowns this year, I'm willing to say they made the playoffs. If they, if he throws for over 25 pass, uh, touchdowns this year, passing, that is the real question here. Is he going to be able to do it? It comes down to Russell Wilson. This is all about him, really. Um, I mean, he wants everything else to be about him in life. So, you know what? This team is about him now, right? They will be better. I'm going to have them. I'm going to pick the over here. I'm going to say nine, nine wins. 
nine wins. Yeah, I mean, eight wins is kind of where I have them. So I believe that qualifies as the under. I think they're at eight and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I think there's a scenario where Russell Wilson, he can turn things around. These receivers and weapons kind of start to play really well. And, you know, the offensive line is a little bit better. And Russell Wilson isn't – he he can – um make more plays with his legs. I think we should see more of that. I mean, he's someone who has been a really good Russian quarterback throughout his career. I think he should, you know, we should hopefully see some more of that. And, you know, if the defense can just remain, you know, kind of upright and and play as good as they have been this past season, especially the secondary, then there definitely is a scenario where Denver can make the playoffs. And, you know, and, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, having Sean Payton is, is a good thing. And he's had a lot of success throughout his career with new Orleans. So just will really depend on Russell Wilson. If he can turn things around for the most part. All right. So now we are moving on to the chargers who probably had one of the most disappointing seasons last year, made the playoffs were very inconsistent. They were up. What was it? 27 and three, 27 and zero. And then they lost 27 Jaguars to the Jaguars. Let's, let's think about that for a second. They lost to a second-year quarterback and the Jaguars. Like, dude, what? I mean, that was just terrible. It was terrible. It was horrible. Like, I remember watching that game. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in, like, the first, what was it, like, 17 minutes in the game or something? And then somehow they came back and they won the game. Like, Justin Herbert, here's the thing, great quarterback. But I can't defend him anymore. I can't because – that was his opportunity to win right there. That was his opportunity to to just dominate the game. And again, I think there is some responsibility on the head coach with Brandon Staley. He has definitely has to take some of the responsibility here because we've seen this a lot that in football. If you put your foot off the gas or if you start calling, I mean, you can do that for a few possessions where you're just doing runs and trying to milk the clock a little bit. But if you keep doing that, and the other teams keep scoring, you have to change things up. And they did not do anything special. It seemed like everything was just off. The momentum was completely off. It was just rough. They lost the game, ultimately, the charges, that is, and they were eliminated out of the playoffs. So with that being said now, this year, their over-under is 9.5. I mean, we'll talk about this team a little bit before we go into the over-under. What do you think is a positive with the charges this year? What do you think is the negative in the Chargers organization this year? And do you think they're going to be able to overcome what uh, what happened last year? Because that is brutal to go through. I can only imagine. I think a positive right now is everybody's healthy, right? <laughs> like last yeah. year, like this team went through so many injuries. Joey Bosa, Rashawn Slater, Keenan Allen, uh, Derwin James at one point, uh, Corey Lindsley, uh, I think missed a couple of games. Jalen Guyton, that speed in their offense, they had missed him for most of the season. J.C. Jackson, I know, hadn't really been playing that well, but then he went down and missed the entire season. Like, they, this team, I mean, it's just the Chargers way of things, right? They always miss players. Mike Williams, too, I forgot to mention him. Like, he had missed time as well. Like, this team... They're, the injury bug with the Chargers is just such a notable thing, man. And, um, you know, right now it seems like that everybody's healthy. I mean, that's a very positive thing. Uh, another positive, I would say, too, is bringing in Kellen Moore from the Cowboys and making him your new offensive coordinator. I do think that that their offense is going to get better. Um, and I think Justin Herbert should really benefit from it. 
Um, I don't know how much of an upgrade Kellen Moore really is from Joe Lombardi, but I think he is an upgrade. And I do feel like that. Hopefully I really, really hope that we see Justin Herbert throw the ball deep more. And he's not his, like, I know, I remember like his uh, yards per attempt or something was like six. It was some ridiculously low number. I'm like, that is a crime that all he's, you know, doing is throwing out routes and hitch routes and like these short throws i'm like this is a guy who has one of the best arms in the nfl you gotta let that thing loose man you know you gotta be calling shot plays you gotta be throwing this ball deep and you know i know the chargers really don't have speed like keenan allen is slow mike williams is kind of a contested catch receiver maybe quinton johnson their first round pick can kind of be that but you know he's someone who you know i have my concerns about him as well so it should be interesting i think the chargers them being healthy is is a great thing their defense last year, though, was just quite not that great. And I, I know, like, not having Joey Bosa for a lot of the season really uh, plays a factor into that and, you know, missing – just guys missing time. But, you know, I really feel like that they're – I thought last year they really solidified that with their free agency, and I really thought they solidified their rush defense. But the rush defense this past year is 29th in DVOA. So it really didn't improve that much. They were not really that great of a – pass defensive team uh their their uh secondary is good though asante samuel i mean you just talked about that game he had what three interceptions in that game derwin james is a monster as we know and then if jc jackson can come back and be the patriots version of him or at least kind of similar to that then it's going to be much better but you know i'm the chargers i think are going to win nine games that's kind of where i have them right now i feel like they could definitely win 10 games. They won 10 games last season with an injury riddle team, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I think the AFC got a lot of, a little bit better this season. And, you know, I think for the chargers, I mean, it, it's not really a lock for these guys to stay healthy, you know, like they've just had this problem throughout the entirety of their franchise. It seems like at least for a long time, they've had really bad injury luck. So I just, I mean, I hope that they can you know, stay healthy, but obviously that's a question mark. Austin Eckler too. I know he scores a lot of touchdowns, but they are not a good rushing team. They, I really think they need a running back who can come in there and pick up some yards on the ground. Like their rush offense, Austin Eckler, he's a good, good pass catching back. He scores touchdowns a lot, but I feel like people don't realize that he just does not. Like, I think another thing with that game and that Jaguars game, they could not run the ball. And Austin Eckler is not the type of running back you want in there when you're trying to kill the clock and trying to take away possessions from from a, a team that's down right now, like the Jaguars, right? Like, I think they're really missing that in their offense. They could really use a running back who, you know, you can pair with Austin Eckler and somebody who you can use as a first and second down back and just kind of get him the ball and, you know, him just being able to, to close out games. The Chargers have had this problem. They've just not been a really good rush. Not really, not, not really had a good rush in offense. And I think that really, you know, Justin Herbert, you could throw blame on him, but I think that's also something that you got to mention with them. And yeah, I think they'll be, I think they will be a fine team. I definitely feel like that they could definitely make a playoff push. AFC is tough this year though. So I'm going to have them at nine wins. Curious to see what though, what ends up happening with Brandon Staley. His defense started to play a little bit better towards the end of the season, but you know, he's someone who is kind of on the hot seat right now. I feel like, like they have an all world quarterback. They have some good players 
and they just have been a pretty disappointing team this so far. So curious to see what ends up happening. But what do you think about them? See, I think Austin Eckler is a great running back. Like last year, he had 915 yards on the ground. He had 4.5 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns. But to your point, I will say they need a change of pace guy. That's a thing. They they need somebody who's able to go in there, um, down their head, you know, run those four or five. Yeah. What were you saying? They need like a LeGarrette Blunt. Like, remember how the Patriots had him and they were just, they had fed him the ball and he would just pick up first downs and just kill clock. Like, I think the Chargers, when they have a lead, they really need that. And I don't think Austin Eckler is that really, in my opinion. Yeah. Like you said, like their defense, it was it was overall subpar. Like they did make a lot of additions last offseason. And some of them worked out better than others. And and I think it really comes down to this year. Is is their defense gonna take a step forward and is their offense going to also uh transform a little bit? Because they have all these weapons, man. Like Austin Eckler caught 107 passes last year. They need if they could bring in a guy like like Ezekiel Elliott, I think would actually be a great fit there. Or Dalvin Cook. I mean, I don't think they're willing to pay Dalvin Cook what he's probably asking, but I think Ezekiel Elliott could be a good fit if they want to go that route and sign him to get a change of pace guy because Ezekiel Elliott being the number one option is not a good move now at all. But to have him be a guy who can come in there, rush 10 times a game and get those uh, hard yards, I think you know that could be a, something to look at for them. Will it happen? Probably not, but we'll see. But I think another, another uh, interesting side note that I noticed is – the the Chargers, three out of the seven Chargers draft picks were actually from TCU. They drafted both TCU wide receivers. I didn't realize that until, like, right now. Um, mm-hmm. Darius Davis, he's also from TCU, wide receiver. They drafted in the fourth round, and obviously Quentin Johnson, um, yeah. who they drafted in the first round with the 21st pick overall, and Max Dugan. So we're probably not going to see Max Dugan at all this year. I would actually be relatively surprised if he even makes the, the 53-man roster. He's probably going to be on the practice squad the majority of the season. But just an interesting side note there. I think I think their offense will ultimately improve this year a little bit. They'll get a little bit better. They'll be a little more efficient. They'll make plays a little bit better. Bringing in Kellen Moore is huge. But I think their defense is going to stifle. And at the end of the day, they still are just the same old Chargers. I'm going to say they're going to be pretty good in the regular season. I'll give them 10 wins. I mean, I'll say they're going to hit the over on that. But come playoff time, do I see them winning a playoff game? I mean, I don't know. Like, Justin Herbert's going to have to step up big time. They're going to need their defense to step up. And I could see, you know, I could see Justin Herbert having a good playoff game, having like three touchdowns, 300 yards, and that defense just completely blows it again and loses. So that's kind of how I see their season going. So I'm going to give them the over. But again, at this point with the Chargers, their expectations are just so much higher. And I don't think they're going to reach those expectations, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you think Brandon Staley gets fired at the end of the season? I like Definitely. it. Yeah, I feel like it could it could potentially happen. I feel like, you know, when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you got to be able to capitalize on that. Brennan Staley is a good defensive guy. Like he, you know, his defense was playing better towards the end of the season. It felt like he finally figured it out. So maybe his defense can kind of carry that momentum, and they end up. Uh, Maybe he ends up keeping his job, but yeah, I feel like he's just someone who is on the hot seat for the most part. Like you gotta, you gotta be able to just have results with a quarterback as good as Justin Herbert is. Like Justin Herbert's like a what top five quarterback at least, or the top seven at the very least. Like you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to capitalize on that. So I am curious to see how their their 
offensive play calling is going to look with Kellen Moore. I'm curious to see if Justin Herbert kind of throws the ball down, throws the ball down the field a little bit more. I mean, he's just such a talented quarterback. He can make every single throw in the book. His arm is insane. And I really hope that we can see more highlight Justin Herbert plays. He makes like at least like two or three um, like insane throws a game. Like where you're like, wow. So hoping to see that. I'm just hoping that they can stay healthy. That's going to be a big thing. But yeah, I think nine wins is relatively fair for them. Again, there's this, I mean, again, I think a scenario could be in store if they win even more than that. Um, but I think, I think they should definitely be the second best team in this division. I don't think Denver and, and, uh, and Las Vegas are going to be better than the chargers. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't see that. Like they're a talented team. Got to stay healthy. You have a great quarterback. You just got to hope that the rush defense is better. I liked the Ezekiel Elliott picks as well. Like they could really sign him. I think Isaiah Spiller, who they drafted, I think last year, I really would like to see him use more and kind of have a role in this offense because I really liked him kind of coming out of Texas A&M. So maybe he ends up being that guy and he can be a little bit more of an effective runner than Austin Eckler. Um, It's very possible. Yeah, definitely. So how many wins you got again? Did you say nine? Nine wins, yeah. I think they're just over 500. All right, that's respectable. They are the Chargers at the end of the day, so I, I respect that. So moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champion Chiefs. I mean, they're going to be good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what else is there to say, you know? <laughs> like, they're, they're going to be back. They're going to be good. You know something actually really interesting that I didn't realize until very recently is they actually gave up the most passing touchdowns last year. Their, their cornerback group was not that good. They gave up 33 uh, – passing touchdowns last year mm-hmm. that was the league league worse and they still won the super bowl that's just how good they are that's how good patrick mahomes is like their their wide receiver group isn't that good again this year and they're still probably going to be just great because like patrick mahomes is great at the end of the day their running back group wasn't that great but they were still able to win the super bowl i think a big contributor last year was isaiah pacheco like you, we got to give him yeah. some credit yeah. 830 yards on the ground five touchdowns. He was the 251st pick in the NFL draft last year. He was almost Mr. Irrelevant. By the way, the 250s last year killed it. I mean, Brock Purdy, he was in the 250s, right? Or did they have 260? Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Irrelevant, I mean, this guy, Isaiah Pacheco, almost was Mr. Irrelevant, had a very good season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not live up to the expectations. He so far has, and he's had injury issues. Patrick Mahomes actually had more rushing yards than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last season. Fun fact there. So that tells you how well he's been doing there. So I think a huge part for them, though, again, is just their cornerback, their their secondary group. Um, How are they going to respond this year? Because I don't think the Chiefs, even though they're going to be extremely good, they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to win the division. I'm not going to short them this season and say they're going to finish third like I did last season. I did have them at 10 wins. I did have them making the playoffs still as a wild card. But – I think they're going to win the division again this year. I just I don't really see any other way that they lose it unless Patrick Mahomes just gets injured or obliterated or something tragic happens. It's really yeah. the only way I could see them making uh you know falling out from that top spot and uh failing to make it as a number 1 seed really. Um I think uh one one little piece of information that's interesting is one of their best offensive tackles Orlando Brown 
He ended up leaving. He went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. But they did sign Jawan Taylor, who may not be that well known, but he is there was some kind of offensive tackle rating I was looking at, and he's rating the top 25 in that. And he's from Jacksonville. I mean, like Jacksonville was greatly improved last season. So if that's judging by anything, I don't think them losing Orlando Brown is going to be that big of a deal. I'm just most concerned about their cornerback group, their secondary group. I think that's kind of the the gist with the majority of this division, to be honest. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I can really see them winning again this year because of that reason. But um, do you have anything to add on them? I mean, I'm sure you got some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City. <laughs> well, I mean, what's there not to like, you know, about them? They're just, you know, when you have the best player in the world, in my opinion, you have the best quarterback in the league. And honestly, I think right now the best head coach in the league too. You you have a dangerous combination, right? And you know, Mahomes was able to really just will this team, man. Like like you mentioned, like their rush their rush offense was actually pretty good last year. They were ninth in rush DVOA in the offensive metric. Defense, yeah, like they were kind of like middle of the pack, so they weren't that great. But it just feels like whenever they get into the postseason, their defense like improves. Like Steve Spagnuolo has them as like a mid, you know, like a an average defense throughout the year. But then like when the playoffs hit, they're just a much better unit. And I think that's something that we kind of, you know, we, I think we've kind of seen, you know, over the past few seasons with this team is they're 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 better playoff defense than they are regular season defense. And you still have Chris Jones, who's probably the best interior defensive tackle in the league. If, you know, when Aaron Donald is not healthy, um, you know, he's fantastic. Chris, Chris Jones and, you know, Kansas city is just, they're, they're a weld oil machine. I had them winning the Super Bowl last year and I just, I knew that they were going to be great. I know a lot of people were sleeping on them, even if you're in self, yourself included, but you know, when you have Mahomes, when you have Reed, when you have Kelsey, you know, when you have this team, you know, they know losing Tyree kill was a big deal, but I just had faith that they were able, they were going to figure it out and they did. And, you know, they could definitely win it again next year. It's very, this upcoming season, it's very tough to go back to back, but I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, Mahomes is great. Curious to see how the receiver room shakes out. Like Marcus Valdez Scanlon was great in the playoffs. Kadarius Tony. He's someone who has not really been able to stay healthy, but they were using him in a lot of uh, different ways. He had the big punt return in the Super Bowl. He's a dynamic player. And then Sky Moore, who his first touchdown the entire season came in the Super Bowl. So I'm curious to see how they he kind of develops in year two. Um, they drafted Rasheed Rice. Um, I believe he came out of, uh, where did he come out of? SMU, I believe. Um, you know, he's someone that, you know, he could probably sh- potentially shoot up the je- the depth chart. They lost McCole Harmon, who was a long-term Chiefs member at the receiver to Brum, but still have Kelsey. And then losing Orlando Brown, I think, could potentially be a big deal. But, like, him and Andrew Wiley, from what I remember last season, were, I think they were, like, both tied for fourth and the pressures given up. So they weren't really that great, but they played phenomenal in the Super Bowl. And Mahomes was not sacked because of those two guys. So I got to tip my caps to them. Jawan Taylor is really good, though. I liked that replacement. And then they also brought in Donovan Smith from the Buccaneers. He's he's all right, but I don't think he's as good as Orlando Brown. But 
you know, you you uh you bring in another guy to kind of fill in the void there, and then can George Carl Opidus take that step forward? You know, Nick Bolton is a really good linebacker. Like, is he gonna take that another step forward? You mentioned the cornerback room. Can Trent McDuffie in his second year have a good season? What Jerry is need, I think, is a pretty good corner. Can he have a good season? So, I mean, I think that's definitely a question mark, the secondary. I do agree with you there. Uh, it just kind of depends on how these guys develop, but they're they're just a well-oiled machine, man. Like, when you have Mahomes, when you have these guys who can step up, even with, like, a pretty lackadaisical receiving room, like, they're just not really, like, like, I just, you just don't have any, like, concerns about that because you have Mahomes and you have Kelsey so, I mean, like you said, bearing, like, a an injury or Travis Kelsey, like, starts to, like, show age or something happens, like, I think Kansas City is going to run away with this division and actually have them winning 13 games again. Like, I think they're just – they're a great team. Like, you really can't really point too many weaknesses. And Mahomes is – I think really, you know, he just he just won the MVP award last season – He's really in his prime right now, and he's the best player in the world. And, you know, I don't think there's a debate anymore about that. And, you know, you have a good offensive line. You have the best tight end in football. You have a good running game with Pacheco and McKinnon. And you have some good guys on defense there, you know, that could step up like Carl Offidus. You have an all-pro type of player in Chris Jones and Nick Bolton. Rogerius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, if they can kind of take a step forward, like, I just I, I think they they can definitely win the AFC again, and I I think I would be very comfortable saying that they're going to win the division again, barring an unfortunate situation. So thirteen wins is what I have them at. All right. Um, despite everything I just said about the Chiefs, I'm going to have them at the under. I'm going to have them at eleven. They're going to win the division. Okay. They're going to be fine. But I just think there's been a trend in recent years where the Super Bowl team has a little hangover to start the season and they don't really play as well. I think there's a good chance they start out like three and three or something, you know, kind of fall in some games that they probably wouldn't if it was midseason or later season or playoffs. But I just think they're going to start off a little bit slow and then they're going to heat up. You remember a few years ago when they started off kind of slow and then everybody was saying, oh, that it's over. Patrick Mahomes is done. Like he still was actually yeah, leading the league in touchdowns. Yeah, he was leading the league in touchdowns still. It's just he he threw like something like 10 or 11 interceptions in like a four four game span or something. Their defense was terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if that starts this season the same way that season started uh, and maybe they have a slow start, but I do think they will ultimately rebound win the division and it shouldn't be too hard for them to do it. So um, they may get a little scared with the chargers at some point, but I still think they will end end up winning the division. Then come playoff time. I mean, chiefs are, you know, they can go on a run at AIDS point. I will say though, one last thing about the chiefs. I do think Kadarius Tony is going to be their number one wide receiver this year. I think he takes a huge, uh, huge leap, a huge jump. He's going to kill it this year. I think he's going to have like 65, 70 receptions, and I think he's going to have a 1,000-yard season. I really do. Wow. He dude, Like he showed some talent with New York Giants. People forget that, that he had a few games where he did show that he was like, he's a good player when he's healthy. It's just he hasn't been healthy. But they lost Juju Smith. They lost uh, Hardman. And because of that, I think that he's going to be the number one wide receiver this year. So we'll see. But yeah, somebody, yeah, no, you're right. Somebody's got to step up. I mean, could it be MVS? Could it be Sky Moore taking that that leap forward? You know, Kadarius Tony, like you said, like 
he is a very really talented player with the ball in his hands. And again, it's just been injuries. Feels like it's a hamstring injury all the time with this guy. Um, but he's just super dynamic. I wasn't huge on him coming out of Florida, but I do think that he has a good role in the NFL. I mean, you know, when you have a him being on the Chiefs and with Andy Reid, who can kind of, you know, play to his strengths and kind of scheme up some good looks for him and just get just try to get the ball in his hands in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think he I mean, a thousand yards is a lot. It's definitely possible. Maybe he I don't I don't know. I feel like I I would love to see Sky Moore take that that jump forward and be the number one receiver on this team. I do ultimately think it's gonna be MVS just because he's the more the more proven commodity and MVS had a really good uh playoff run last year too. I would love to see Justin Ross make this team too. And I mean, he was on their practice squad last season. He ended up obviously falling in the draft due to medical concerns, but he would be someone I'd love to see kind of take a step forward too. I don't think he'll end up probably won't end up doing that, but you never know. Uh, Do you think, do you think Mahomes can go back to back with the MVP though? Like that, and that is a tough thing to do. Rogers did it like, you know, the last couple of seasons, but I mean, could Mahomes do it again? Like, he he might be able to. He's set up for it. Like I said, I mean, their running backs, they're not terrible, but compared to some other running backs in the league, they're probably not, like, anywhere, like, top 15. Like, they're serviceable, obviously, and I think maybe we'll see Pacheco play even better with an expanded role this season, but they're set up, like... Obviously, the the wide receiver group isn't really household names. It's not composed of a lot of well-known guys. Travis Kelsey at this point, superstar, obviously, like he's pretty oh, yeah. world, worldwide known and everything. But when you look at that team, it's really Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes can throw for another 38, 40 touchdown passes and they end up finishing with 11, 12 wins, I mean, I don't really see why he wouldn't win MVP unless somebody has like a historic season. So I definitely think he's probably the favorite for MVP right now. I think he might be. If it's not him, it's like Joe Burrow or Josh Allen in terms of the sports books. But, I mean, yeah, he could definitely do it. Like, even with the lack of receiver talent, I mean, he still did it last year without Tyree Kill, and his number one receiver was Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, has not been the greatest, you know, hasn't really been able to replicate what he did in his rookie season, really. So, um, Mahomes can just do it, it feels like, with anybody. And you never know, maybe – they end up making a move at the trade deadline and kind of get a receiver in there, you know, to kind of help fill that void. If one of these three guys or, or even Rasheed Rice too, could end up, you know, breaking out, but you know, one of those guys doesn't step up. Like maybe they, they're end up, they end up trying to trade for a receiver um, at the deadline. I could definitely see that happening, but yeah, I mean, Mahomes, it, it's hard to bet against him in, in this league. And I think I've kind of learned that like, you know, I, I bet against him in the Super Bowl and he ended up even with a with a with an ankle injury beating the Eagles in that defense. And it's crazy to just think about what we're witnessing too with him. Like he if he ends up winning another MVP and another Super Bowl, like we really need to start having these conversations. Like I he won't pass Brady yet, but like you know, he could really cement himself as like a top five quarterback of all time. I think he might already be in that conversation in my opinion, but it's crazy, man. I don't think it's crazy to say if he wins a third, he already passed Peyton Manning. Like, I mean, seriously, it's, yeah, I, understand. It's possible. Like, I don't want to take everything away from Peyton Manning, what he did in his career, but I mean, three Super Bowls compared to two, 
I mean, just the fact that he's been able to win the MVP award already. He's been able to win Super Bowl MVP. He's been able to pull his team forward and just do do things that really nobody else has been able to do in the NFL since really since Brady. I mean, he's been able to go to every single year he's been starting. He's got into the AFC championship game. That stat is just boom and like mind blown. Like, damn, bro, that's next level. Yeah. And I think he'll be back there again, probably. I mean, he'll probably be playing against the Bengals again, to be honest, or if another team kind of breaks out there. But, yeah, Mahomes is on a different level, man. And, you know, this Chiefs team, like we keep mentioning, is just they're just a great team Um, when you have the coach and Andy Reid who can just get the most out of players. And they have a great offensive line, too, with Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney, Jawan Taylor. It was a good pickup, like we mentioned. Like, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. Um. And I, again, I, if any, if the only way that I can see them losing this division is if something unforeseen happens to one of their star players, like Mahomes or Kelsey, because if Kelsey go, does go down, like it is really slim pickings. Like then you have to throw in Noah Gray and then you got the rest of the receivers. Like that would be a real, real challenge for Mahomes. He is great as he is like not having like Kelsey is definitely a loss, but I think they'll 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 definitely win this division and probably win the AFC too, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that another time, but definitely agree with you. They'll win the division. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, anything else that you want to say about this division? I mean, I think it's pretty pretty straightforward to who we think is, you know, what the what one through four should end up panning out to be. Definitely not the Raiders are not going to be <laughs> anywhere close to that top spot, but. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, hey, I will say last year we were doubting Geno Smith and the Seahawks, and they finished with nine wins and made the playoffs. So anything's possible. It's That's true. one thing I've learned. So in one of the following weeks, I'm definitely going to have some random team nobody thinks is going to get beyond, like, four wins that I'm going to have at, like, nine. I'm just going to throw one out there. So There's always those teams, man, that just kind of blossom. Like, like you mentioned, Seattle was definitely one of them. I feel like the Giants were another one that, like, kind of came out of nowhere, made the playoffs, like – there's there's always those teams that kind of come out of nowhere. So maybe it's the Raiders. Maybe Aiden O'Connell wins rookie of the year. <laughs> you never know. Never know, man. I mean, got to start somewhere, right? That's true, man. You got to start somewhere. But um, right, well, I think that just about wraps up the podcast. Um, So, Brandon, you always ask me if I have any final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts today? Do you uh, have anything pulling, you want to get off your mind? Pulling the Uno reverse caught on me, huh? Man, do I have any final thoughts? Man, Patriots, please sign DeAndre Hopkins. I'm I've been waiting now for like three weeks for this to happen. They're the favorites to sign him. I would really enjoy if the Patriots were to bring him in. I'm gonna be going to training camp at some point. I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins in a Patriots uniform, catching passes from Mac Jones. And Mac Jones posted the picture today with Tom Brady. So my his stock is starting to go up. He was at the Taylor Swift concert. That's where his stock for me was starting to go down. But then he then the picture of him and Brady came out today. So now I'm I'm a little bit higher on him again. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, the season's right around the corner, so we got that to look forward to. And I got a nice plate of Colombian food waiting for me right now. So with that being said, hey, let's go. <laughs> follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on threads if it survives. I mean, who knows?
But uh, follow us on everything and uh, let us know that we sent you here from the pod and uh, we'll follow you back. So thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting. And until the next time, peace. Peace out.